Welcome to Pencil Leadership. I'm Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle entrepreneur, and I'm on a mission to help you realize your full potential so you can leave a positive mark on the world. So if you're ready, take out your pencils and let's begin. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review. And together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. All right. Welcome back to another recording of Pencil Leadership. I am your host, Chris Anderson. Excited for this conversation we're about to have. So make sure you get out your pencils, your paper, take some notes because we're going to be diving into what it means to be a philanthropist and how, you know, even whatever level you're at, you can still do that, get involved in that way. Uh, and so I'm excited to have Ann Murphy on the show today. She's been a fundraising leader for 25 years, has 25 years of experience in higher education and community philanthropy. She, you know, wants to deliver on the promise of a better world through the nonprofit sector, the fundraisers, the donors, things of that nature. And she has a bunch of information out there, a free newsletter that you can get connected to to get more information as a resource. And she just is very knowledgeable. We had a, a pre-call the other day before this episode and just got me even more excited about this topic and be able to dive into it uh, and found out today she's also a dog person like myself. So <laughs> we definitely connected well. So Anne, welcome. yeah, if you're watching the video, you can see him in the background there, but Anne, welcome to Pencil Leadership today. Hi, Chris. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk with you and your listeners about philanthropy. I know you have a ton of social impact leaders in your community, and I'm hoping today that I can deliver some value that will help them really level up the impact that they can have in the world through um, giving their time, treasure, and talent. For sure. And I like how you put it there, time, treasure, and talent. That's a good way to think about it because you know some people might not know what philanthropy is. Yeah. So could you do just a high level? What is philanthropy for those who might not know? Sure. So philanthropy is kind of a fancy word for, for the highly irrational act of giving away your money. <laughs> and I'll debunk, you know, that part about it being highly irrational, but you know, there is an element of here we are. And I know you've had lots of people talk about wealth and finance and entrepreneurism. We're a lot of us are in that mode of building, right? We want an abundance mindset about money coming to us, right? But mm -hmm. we also can have an abundance mindset about giving away, yeah. right? Yep. The money will come when we give it away. So we mm -hmm. wanna have an abundance mindset and that's a really great kind of way to think about philanthropy is you are giving. Philanthropy actually means the love of mankind. That is the literal definition, the love of mankind. Perfect. So this is an action that we take because we are altruistic. We care about the welfare of others, sometimes more than our own welfare. And we do it with whatever financial capacity we have. So this is not for just the Mackenzie Scotts of the world. This is for the me and you's of the world. This mm -hmm. is for seven-year-olds. Yeah. This is for everybody. So giving away your money to support nonprofit organizations that are helping you achieve your values. Mm -hmm. So when you identify a nonprofit you love, you know, and you're like, God, they're doing some amazing work. It's not necessarily the work that you're supporting. It's the benefit to society or the benefit to an individual or the benefit to a system 
that you are giving toward. It's really the nonprofit is a conduit. You can think of it as a conduit for you to make the mark that you want to have in the world. That's a great point. And uh, with that, you know, it kind of goes to what is the motivation of philanthropists? What, what motivates people to give? And you kind of hit it there or alluded to it is, you know, finding something that you believe in and you believe in the result and you believe in the impact. And it, it, what other reasons motivate yeah. people to give in that way? Well, thanks for asking. I wanted to share because oftentimes when I kind of give some of these examples of what motivates people, we begin to see ourselves more and more as a philanthropist. Um, you know, an example is loyalty. Many of us feel loyalty to an organization. Maybe it's our preschool, right? Maybe there was a teacher who like totally changed our lives during K through 12. Maybe it's our university. You see that a lot. Like, are you a this or are you an Illini or right. are you a <laughs> So that's like loyalty giving. So lots of people give out of loyalty. Um, less and less Gen Xers and millennials give to, for loyalty, but boomers are like very loyal givers. Yeah. Um, people give because they're passionate uh, during a crisis. And you see a lot of donors come out of the woodwork during um, like, well, during the pandemic, right? Yeah. During natural disasters, people see things and they think, I got to help. And so they give to help. Um, and that's one of those, like, it's, it's immediate. I can make an immediate impact, right? This is no delayed gratification. It's give the gift, have mm -hmm. the impact. Um, people give out of like peer pressure. Isn't quite the right word, <laughs> but because their peers do, they see other people making gifts and they're like, well, if dude is making gifts to mm -hmm. this organization, I, I can, yeah. right? Like I have approximately that much money or, you know, that didn't seem that hard. And mm -hmm. he seems to really enjoy it because he's talking about it at a cocktail party or something. So can I be more like my peers in that regard? So is that going to go with the ego a little bit, a little bit yes. of competition ego? And is that, is that okay to yeah. give from that? Well, so one of my tips, I'll tiny, tiny spoiler alert. One yeah. of my tips for, your um, social impact leaders is about humility. Mm -hmm. There is a very important element of humility and I'll, I'll expand on that because it's one of the most important aspects of, of giving back. Yeah. Um, but sure, I mean, there is an element of being in the, you know, being among the people. That's why, you know, events and galas are so effective mm -hmm. because you're looking around and everybody's raising their paddle and you're like, well, they're, they're about to make a gift of $1,000. I, I can do that, right? Because donors are just regular people. Mm -hmm. They're all, they're us, right? Yeah. They, they, have, they have hopes and dreams. They have good days and bad days. They act dorky. They have bad hair days. They question the meaning of life. We're the same. Even yeah. though some of them make the headlines, right? doesn't have anything to do with, with, with being a donor. But I want to tell you a couple more reasons why people give. One yeah. is because um, they learned kind of at the proverbial apron strings of their family or their community. So they may have seen other people um, doing these magnanimous gestures, right? This irrational act of giving away money. They may have seen people who don't seem to have anything to give and they're giving, right? 
They're showing up at people's homes with casseroles, right? Mm -hmm. They're helping build a house. Yeah. They're doing all these things. They're giving at church. I mean, you see them, you know, I, yep. I, I've seen it before. People who don't seem by all, you know, whatever indicators that they might have a, a great capacity to give. And then you find out that they're the largest donor, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's yep. most, that's more common than the ego people. Um, yeah. And then finally, Chris, this is something that um, is a little known fact that giving itself sets off some of your really good feel good brain chemistry. So dopamine, serotonin, oxytocin. So when we talk about that warm, fuzzy feeling that people have when they make a gift, that's what it actually is. It is a warm and fuzzy feeling. Yeah. And so that's what keeps people doing it over and over and over again. And, and one of the biggest ways to really develop your habit of giving is Start small if you need to yep. get that zhuzh, get that happy moment, you know, know that there's going to be impact. You've now changed your self-identity into something a little bit loftier, right? A little bit bigger than yourself. And then you just keep doing it because yeah. it's good for you. People who give live longer. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay. I like that. So it's tied to probably the, the chemistry that happens, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah, and people who put who put organizations in their state plan live even longer. Huh. That's yeah. pretty cool. They want to stay so those, around and give more. <laughs> exactly. That's so those neat. are some of the motivations. And I hope I hope some of that I hope people resonate with, you know, one or a couple of those. Yeah, I think those are good good reasons the or the why people, the motivation behind. I think those are good ones to hit on and and that we can do it at any level, at any percentage it whatever it is time you know you mentioned people making cash rolls whatever it is your talents you can use that to give back for the good of humanity but uh, something you said early on that stuck out to me and i wanted to come circle back yes. around that you said boomers are really good at you know giving especially maybe to organizations or schools or not but millennials aren't and so i'm in millennial aspect but i enjoy to give what I can. Yep. So why why do we see that difference now in boomers yeah. and millennials? So this is so the, the a couple of differentiating factors. So boomers are more likely to give out of loyalty reasons, mm -hmm. sort of a because they were asked to give to an organization they've kind of like always given to, mm -hmm. or they feel part of that community. They are not looking for a um a social justice kind of impact. They're not looking for solving a crisis or addressing a crisis. They're looking for that more long-term kind of incremental growth. Um, whereas millennials, thank goodness, are more, are very focused on social change, right? Cause-related giving. We saw this particularly at, um, at the with the advent of the Trump administration. You saw lots and lots of people seeing, okay, oh my gosh, here's an issue I knew nothing about. I must rise to the occasion and support it, right? Because everything was kind of in our face. Mm -hmm. So people saw more opportunities to make an impact. And millennials have that, you know, that um, sense of purpose, right? Sense of being connected to a cause that um, hasn't, hasn't been quite as much of a priority for baby boomers. And these are massive generalizations, of right. course, yeah. of course. And that's why it's so important to learn 
your own motivations. And if you're fundraising, learn the donor's motivations because there are massive generational, you know, um, trends, mm -hmm. but all of us are individuals and we give for different reasons. For sure. But I, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I can see why, yeah, how, how there's a difference there. Cause I know, you know, uh, my parents age, my in-laws, you know, give to their alma maters, you know, their yes. school. Uh, and then it comes to me and this is part, like my alma mater, they reach out for, you know, finances. And I'm like, I already paid you X amount yeah. to go there. What, what do I get now from the alumni? And I'm even a part of the alumni to help that. So we're trying to work through that because, yeah. you know, my generation, you know, we just see someone continue asking for money instead of the, there's not really a reciprocal thing coming yeah. that we can, we can receive. So we're trying to balance that and navigate that to, because we do want to help the school, but we also want to help the alumni. And so I guess that goes to like, why we should, why should we care about philanthropy giving, you know, cause maybe sometimes we're not going to see a result. Yep. So why should we care? Yes. What you just said is beautiful. <laughs> sometimes we're not going to see a result. Just like when we invest in a company, sometimes you are not going to get the return on investment that you approached this endeavor thinking that you would. Mm. And what I want to, what that kind of leads into is why should we care about philanthropy? And then a little bit later about how we should do it. So why we should care about giving is because the nonprofit sector is addressing some of the most difficult, most intractable problems that we have. Right. And they're doing it in ways that haven't existed in the private sector. Right. Right. If, if somebody could do it, it would be done. If it was easy, we wouldn't have it. Right. right. Somebody mm -hmm. else would take care of it. The government would take care of it. Um, you know, the private sector would take care of it. But the nonprofits are connected oftentimes with the communities mm -hmm. who under, who are helping us understand what is really needed. There are a lot of stories out there about people making really lovely gifts for purposes that were just misguided, right? But most nonprofits are there. They know what the needs of the community are. They know that like the back of their hand. They are led by people who are every bit as expert in business and marketing and storytelling as our folks in the private sector are, but they have something different that they bring to the table. They are connected to their everyday work through their heart. Mm. And that is something that makes them so unique in our world. They are all those things. They are business leaders, right? They are connectors. They are storytellers. And they also approach their work with their blood, sweat, and tears all in every single day. And they do it for less. They do it for less money. They do it for a lot less, right? They yeah. do it for a lot less money. They do it in very under-resourced, you know, organizations. If we think it's if we think the great resignation is bad in the mm -hmm. for-profit sector, try it in the nonprofit, right? When you already had one person doing seven jobs. Yeah. And now you have like half a person doing 14 jobs. Mm -hmm. So point is that our philanthropy fuels the sector. Our giving fuels the sector. Yes, there are other income streams for nonprofits, for sure. Mm -hmm. But giving is an incredibly important one. And um, we do that because we care about the world that we live in and we want to make 
a positive mark on the world. So it's for us as humans, as individuals, and it's for our communities because the nonprofits are solving those most like intractable problems as well as doing the kind of things that just elevate our existence on this planet. So absolutely. Yeah. That's my pitch for supporting nonprofits. It's good. I think it's, it's crucial. And, you know, I'm connected with a lot of nonprofits, um, that, you know, just support or that I know that I have conversations with, that I know what they're doing. And yeah, just seeing it from all aspects of like you know, the importance of donors, of people who believe in that mission and, and supporting them, I think is huge uh, with that. And, you know, for me, like I have, I have, you know, organizations I give to, but I also enjoy, you know, and, and this stems from, I think, you know, videos on social media, which, you know, that's a whole different topic. Like, should you video and put out, what you're giving to draw attention to you. That's a whole different conversation, but yeah, you know, when people presented random gifts, financial gifts to, you know, their waitress or whatever it is mm. like, and just like that is to me is the coolest thing mm-hmm. because you're into like, you're impacting those individuals like mm-hmm. instantly. And it's yeah. always been something that I just, I love to do like, whether it be at, can I just leave a little bit larger tip than the average? Mm-hmm. Can I save up to give a big gift to someone randomly who's, you know, you could tell doing their best and maybe having an off day and, you know, just changing that trajectory. I, those things that for me, that besides the, the organizations that you, you can give to, I think even that is such a cool, from my perspective, uh, way to give back and just, mm-hmm. and even just leaving it and not necessarily making a big stink about it, just kind of, Knowing yep. what you did and, and just hoping it helps. So, yeah. So a really cool thought experiment um, for folks when they, when you're in that position and you're like, I want to help, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> I want to help this individual, right? Take one little step back and think about what is the system that exists that this individual is in the XYZ position that they're in. Mm. So let's say, um, okay, here's an example. Um, A parent at the grocery store can't pay for everything that's on the cart, the, uh, on the, on the belt, right. Mm -hmm. Going up, you're like, they're like, nope, this is going to be on budget, off budget, put things back, put things back. And you surmise like, oh crap, they don't have food for tonight. Well, think about, okay, you can totally help that help that person with, with their grocery bill, which is totally awesome. But then you might also think, all right, so why doesn't he have food? Mm-hmm. Do they need to access a much better food bank, right? Do they need meals on wheels? Do they need, you know, do they need, I don't know what, you know, like think about the systems that are in place because not saying that they would necessarily be the person that would avail themselves of the food bank or meals on wheels, but like, think about that process. Cause you're like, something about this stirred me. It's Mm -hmm. touched my heart. I had the money. I want to support. Okay. One step up. How do I support the system? So that maybe 20 people, maybe 2000 people are fixed. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. So 
think about that. Um, and I kind of, I really, I really got a, a strong um, foundation in this when a woman named Sabrina Fulton, who is um, Trayvon Martin's mom. Okay. She came and talked to a bunch of us. And what she said was, this is somewhat related to the, the instinct to give to like one person. <laughs> it was, she was given some tough love. She said, stop, <sighs> stop creating your own nonprofit. Like, huh. don't do it. I know, I know you want to, I know it sounds fun, but there's a nonprofit down the street who have, has the infrastructure, right? who has the checks and balances, who has the, you know, annual report, mm -hmm. support them. You know, let the let the experts do it. And that is not to dissuade people if they want to, you know, develop their own nonprofit. But it is to say that taking a step back and looking at the systems and how you can help more people yeah. is really um, an important. It's an important aspect for some people's philanthropy. Some people don't care and they want to get from the heart. And that's all cool. Right. But I'm guessing that some of your listeners are going to be more interested in what is the impact? Am I investing in the right nonprofit? And that's one, yeah. of, the, one of the things too. Absolutely. And that's a great point too. And I think just from personal, my perspective is, yes, I enjoy giving to those random people and, and things like, and again, this is not to say I'm awesome or anything like that at all. Yeah. just part of it, but also finding those locations that can help them and help yes. more people that I can give more to too. So that's a, that's a great realization. And, how can we, you know, in general, how can we become better or how yeah. can we become, you know, really good at philanthropy or, or giving yeah. back? Yes. All right. So I've got three action items for your listeners. And this is, I just kind of think about it in terms of like how to be an awesome donor. Yeah. How, how to be an awesome donor. Okay. Number one, budget. So, and I, I, I want to say this up front with your, with your community, because I know that nobody in your team, in your in your community, is just going to start willy nilly, you know, get, making <laughs> gifts that aren't right. budgeted for. Right? right? You're going to sit down. You're going to look at your budget. And here are a couple of um, a couple of points about budgeting. One is when you make a little budget or a medium budget or a large budget for your giving, you're beginning a lifelong habit. Mm -hmm. And then each year, it's not going to be a question of gosh. Did I make gifts this year? How much did I give? It's like, no, I had $5,000 set aside for giving. Here's how I allocated it. Yeah. And you can do that, you know, every December, you can do it every April, whatever the rhythm is for you, whether it's fiscal year or calendar year, sit down with yourself or your trusted advisors or your loved ones or all of the above and come up with a plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, a couple of ways that make it really easy for folks who don't want to impact their cash flow too much. Um, look at, you know, if you're an employee and you get, you know, cost of living or merit raises or whatever, two to five to six to seven percent, mm -hmm. put put some of that money um, to a nonprofit, like put it in your electronic funds transfer because, you know, you were getting by, however, without mm -hmm. that. Right. So this is an opportunity for you to say, all right, I'm going to do 1% of my income this year. Right. And it's not going to affect my cash flow per se. It'll have other impacts on my on my budget. But this is what I want to do because it's important. Of course, you can do windfalls. So let's say you get a bonus. Let's say, you know, grandma sends you 100 bucks for your birthday, even mm -hmm. though 
you certainly don't need a hundred dollars for your birthday. Um, (laughs) or you get a tax refund or, or, or everybody can think Mm -hmm. of ways where there's like that little windfall that you weren't counting on for your cash flow that you can allocate for a gift. And one of the things I'd like to recommend about that is, um, as you develop the habit of giving, you're going to decide on, you know, which organizations are your top priority. Use those windfalls to support what you've already determined is your is your priority. Don't just get the money and go, God, I've got like 700 bucks out of the blue. I'm going to give it away. No, right. use that to support where you're already making an impact is my recommendation. And then another way is depending on the demographic um, of your listener, um, folks who need to take a required minimum distribution from their IRA, okay. usually that's a real bummer. Because it's highly, it's heavily taxed money mm-hmm. that don't that people aren't counting on anyway. You can roll that over to a nonprofit tax free. So oh, cool. okay, yeah. So those are a couple of ways to start. You know, forming a habit of having money set aside or money activities that you're used to doing when you get a windfall. Um, so budget is my number one. Cool. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Make a budget. Okay. (laughs) Number two, this is a big one. I'm going to say talk the talk and walk the walk. Mm. If if your um, folks are out here in the world, right, talking about social impact, talking about making the world a better place, talking about raving about the organizations that they love, because we all have organizations that are like, you know, our Mm go-tos. You have to give. Yeah. You have to give. Um, I think it's 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 an element of leadership, right? Yep. You gotta walk the walk. Um, and one of the coolest things about your your community giving back is that other people are watching them. You all have um an audience, you have a platform, you are role models. And people give more when they see other people doing it. And so your gift has a huge domino effect, right? And I'm not talking about putting your name on a billboard. I'm talking about I'm talking about your kids, your neighbors, your friends. You know, like these are habits that you're forming and having other people see that you're doing it. Your gift could be worth twice as much. Yeah. You're inspiring others to do it. So walking the walk is so important. And that's just, that's just a critical aspect of leadership. Um, and then the last one is, and this is also really important, is humility. Mm-hmm. Approach your giving with humility. Um, and the reason why I say that is, as I shared, you know, the nonprofit sector, they're out here. The grind is real. The struggle <laughs> is real. They're doing it on nothing. And there's a, a deep awareness now of the mental health issues related to working in the nonprofit sector. And one of the things that really takes takes that mental health aspect over the edge is is honestly cultivating and stewarding donors. So it's not part of the organization's core mission. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if there's not resources built in or even if there even if there are resources built in, they're probably, you know, subclinical doses of money and and staffing. So approach with humility, knowing that you're working with people who have given their blood, sweat and tears to this organization. They did not show up to work today for you to tell them how to do do your job. Okay, being an awesome donor 
means buying into the mission of the organizations you choose to support. If you are not down with that mission, there are so many other nonprofits to support. Mm -hmm. Pick the one that you can get on board with and approach it with humility. I highly doubt that any any member of your audience is high maintenance, <laughs> but just in case, <laughs> try not to be high maintenance. Yeah. Try to just go with the flow. Don't write nasty letters complaining about overhead. Don't don't send you know grammatical updates on their website. Like be cool. Like be be an awesome person. Um, yeah. And know that there are going to be points in time where somebody's probably going to explain to you where you can make the biggest impact. And it may not be a 100% match with you, but with humility, you can understand that they know better than you do how your money can make an impact. Mm. And that's okay. It's yeah. okay not to be the smartest person in the room. Yeah, for sure. No, I think that that's great. And all, all these tips, I think, are super, super important. You need budget, walk in the walk, humility. I think they all, in philanthropy and life and leadership and anything you're doing, I think those can be beneficial. Um, and so I appreciate you sharing that, how it connects to our giving, to being donors, awesome donors. And one question that kind of popped in my head when you're discussing that and guiding us through those was, you know, what if we, what if those listening or someone listening doesn't have, an organization yet that they give to mm -hmm. how do they go about finding the right organization? Cause there's so many out there. There's so many out there. So, um, I highly recommend going through an exercise of developing your priorities or giving priorities. And there are a series of questions that one can ask themselves. I can make those available to your listeners and it's, it will help you identify more deeply what your values are that will begin, it'll be, you'll begin to start to crystallize like, okay, I've been giving to um, support Llama Rescue, which is making a huge impact, but my neighbor is in hospice. Mm. And so I'm thinking I want to do hospice too. Mm -hmm. So then you look up, you know, you've already got the Llama Rescue because you, maybe you have a Llama or somebody had a Llama or we have a, we have a Llama Parade in Corvallis. So supporting llamas is like a no brainer. Nice. Um, they're so cute. They dress them up. They're, oh, oh, they're adorable. Goodness. Yes. But then let's say you, you, you become attuned to, you know, the importance of hospice. So then you're going to start looking into hospice organizations and giving campaigns that they have. And the, no doubt there's somebody you can call and ask, you know, what are your giving priorities? How can I support you? You go on the, go on the website. You'll see most of the time, organizations will be asking for unrestricted funds. Hop on board with that. Just like we do like Patreon and subscriptions, mm -hmm. set your, set your giving up like that, you know, oh, just cool. have it come right out of your credit card. Um, but yeah, it is, it's not a no brainer, Chris. And especially if you want to really be intentional about the impact that you want to have in the world. And I know your listeners are, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really useful to go through an exercise sooner rather than later um, so you can get your giving on, on track. And like I said, I can make a, I can make like a little checklist for folks if they're interested in that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that this good answer. And yeah, I think figuring out, you know, what you care about, what your values are and then finding something that matches that. Yeah. Um, so take some time. Don't just take jump into time. it and, and, and figure that out. So um, no, it's been, this has been great. And 
and a lot of good information, a lot of good actual items we can take to start being philanthropists in our own lives. Um, to kind of wrap things up, though, pencil leadership, the fifth trait is that everyone's created uniquely with a purpose to leave a positive mm-hmm. mark on the world. Yeah. And so for you, when everything is said and done here, what do you hope your positive mark is? Yes. So, you know, in the philanthropic sector, obviously there are massive power imbalances, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about money. Money creates all kinds of thoughts and feelings and, you know, disparate experiences for people. So my mission, Chris, is to get us, get this whole sector to the point where donors, nonprofits, and fundraisers work together on common ground. So no one is better or more important than the other in this ecosystem. The donors aren't more important than the beneficiaries or the fundraisers or the executive directors, right? Fundraisers aren't out there begging for money. We are, we are partners in this. And so my goal is to help donors become, uh, donors become awesome donors, right? Mm -hmm. And to help fundraisers get comfortable in their skin. So they know that the work that they are doing is noble. They are not less than, and the nonprofit in be in a position to um, work toward gifts that make the biggest impact on their mission. So, I mean, I know it's a little bit lofty, but I want to change the way our, our sector conducts business. That's amazing. And, you know, just even working towards that change will happen and, and things will happen and, you know, things will outlive us all. So I think you're on the right journey and, and doing amazing things. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate you and what you're doing. Uh, where can people connect with you to find out more and, you know, seek help possibly yeah. about this? Perfect. So go to my website, empoweredfundraiser.com. I have tons of free resources there. I will put a checklist for donors there, um, a checklist for kind of exploring your values, Mm. thinking about where you want to give. I'll just put that in like the free resources section. So empoweredfundraiser.com. You'll find me there. Um, LinkedIn. I would love to connect with people on LinkedIn. It's just put in hashtag Ann Murphy philanthropy. All my stuff will pop up, connect with me. I would love to learn what some of your listeners are up to. Um, So those are probably the best ways, my website and LinkedIn. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah, everyone, make sure to get connected with Ann, especially uh, as we're being able to give more. You got to make sure you're doing things correctly, but to be an awesome donor as well and just see what's out there. And uh, so, yeah, again, Ann, thank you so much for being on Pencil Leadership today. I was I loved the conversation, Chris. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to connecting with your listeners in your community and commend you and them for the impact that they're having in the world. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.